You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. I'm your host, Massey Zeman, and as always, Graham Trainer. Hey, Massey, good to see you. <laughs> really? It's kind of like that? Carl, good to see you. Packed show today, Trainer. Packed show. Last week oh, is oh. over. Last week is over. We don't have to think about it. There's nothing well. to dissect or talk about. We're moving well, on next week. Bill Belichick style, Mississippi State. That's all I want to talk about. Nothing boom. more to talk about here. Wait, wait. So you said we're not going to talk about anything from last week, but there was – what's the – how does that rel- relate to Mississippi State this week? What, what does last week have to do with Mississippi State this week? Not a thing. Now, not now one now thing. You had my curiosity. Now you have my interest. Yes. So we'll start there. We'll start mm-hmm. there. Alabama lost a regular season game, first time since the Iron Bowl of 2019, and people want to throw a party. All right? I get it. We lost. I understand. It hurts. I did. I threw a party. I can't believe 13 million people tuned in to watch that game. I was talking with my boss who watches zero college football, and it was a crummy day out, so he said he was watching football uh, on and off throughout the day while he was doing some things. And his wife was like, haven't you had enough? And he was like, shh, 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 this is, this is happening, though. But right now, this is happening, so I have to watch this. So everyone, whether you liked college football or not, you like to watch Alabama lose to an unranked Texas A&M, which I thought was a bad team, and Jimbo's seat was getting a little hot. But it turns out they pulled a rabbit out of the hat, and all their dumb, stupid cheers worked. <clears throat> were, we, were you starting to talk about Jimbo Fisher's seat getting hot? I, I missed those. No. The, the, uh... he, needed, he needed a signature win. I think the fan base was, was starting to get fed up with the lack of, of big wins, so to speak. And, uh, and the fair seat enough. was not hot. That's not, that's, not, that's not fair to say. It was warming. It had, it, every, you, if you were a chef, you looked at that pot on the back burner and you're like, is that, is that on? Did I leave that? Did I leave that on? So that's kind of what that's kind of how I would describe Jimbo's seat. Now he can ride this Alabama win for a contract extension. I defer to you. I'm an SEC East guy, so <clears throat> Georgia, and I I defer to you for my SEC West knowledge. So knowing that Jimbo had a lukewarm blue hot seat uh, was unaware, but it makes sense because A and M fans and all SEC West fans uh, outside of Alabama fans are always starting to bang bang on that uh have, why can't you beat Saban door yes. quickly it only takes two or three years and what is F- Fisher's in like year three or four right something Jimbo. like that I mean hey Jimbo Jimbo hey Jimbo to uh to make excuses I will say Texas A&M has athletes they've recruited the last under Jimbo and even That's under nice. Tomlin they've had top 10 recruiting classes for the last five six years and all of a sudden, their backup quarterback just decided that he could drop dimes on Saturday under the I lights. Known it. I should have kept A&M just for pride, even though they're not even ranked really or whatever. Are they like are they like one in five now? Who did Alabama lose to? What team is this? Yeah, they're like you're like having to remind yourself. I will say <laughs> the only thing that I liked out of that game, if you're watching it, 
I was watching it and I was like, I think Alabama, like Texas A&M is in control. They're running the ball well. This guy's hitting throws that he uh, – I already forgot his name. The starter was King. I've already I've already flushed his name down the toilet. Um, yeah, you, uh, quick correction. You said Tomlin, Kevin Sumlin. They're very uh, <laughs> very, very handsome. They look yeah, – Yeah, they you – know. yeah. Eh. Well, well, their names sound the same. Tomlin and Sumlin, Wait. sorry. Perfect. Um, Gold jacket. Gold jacket. jacket. Um, you've, you've thrown me off my game. The only thing I liked coming out of that game was the video Sorry. of the kicker's girlfriend or wife and their, and the whole family watching the kick go in. Did you, did you see this? Oh yeah. I saw that. that was, I saw that. It was, uh, the mom was, the mom was crying. The girlfriend was standing up and the dad was doing his dad. dad thing. Proud. Just proud. Just like steel, steel face. Just like, Okay, whatever happens, happens. And the girlfriend, the mom is cr- is either praying or crying the entire time. I can't tell. And the girlfriend, like, when he hits it and the crowd goes crazy, she breaks down in tears for, like, 10 seconds and then is like, I got to go get my man and just hops the rail and he hits the field, mm-hmm. the ground running. Like, she was like, oh, my gosh, it happened. And then she was like, I got to go get him. I got to go find him. And I don't know how, if she ever did in the middle of that melee, like a hundred thousand people went onto the field, so I'm not sure how she, if how or if she did. So I hope she did. I hope there's some sort of uh, video confirmation if we can search all the cameras that CBS had of her for tr- finding uh, the kicker there in the in the melee. So what? You know, I think he, uh, maybe the kicker attempted to upgrade on the field, maybe a nine to a ten. How dare? How dare you? How dare you? Oh, sorry. You're romantic. I'm, I forgot. I'm, I've got a, I got a blackened heart. <laughs> you're so, you're so calloused. All right. Do we want to leave it's, with anything else? You know, I was just going to say, it's a good, it was good to see this is all kind of like one big circle because remember the thing, the posts with the, I almost brought this up. The, <clears throat> the yell practice turd who was saying Starkville stinks and it's full of turds or whatever. And yeah. Like, yeah. It, dirty, they're called, they're called the town. milkman. Yeah, yeah. So they're so now A and M has redeemed itself by beating Alabama, and Alabama has to go to Stinkville and play Mississippi State. So it's all it's all just you know it's a lot of maroon and southernness that just all in this little little bubble. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot for your eyes to take in when it's, when there's that much mm. shades of maroon out there in the field. <laughs> um, I do feel bad for Mississippi State. Oh, I do. I think that wow. Alabama will bounce back in a very vengeful way. I don't know. I think I'm, I'm thinking uh, <clears throat> upset back-to-back losses. If it's back-to-back losses, I'm gonna be very sad. You will see me very sad. We'll find out. You're gonna. We'll see if you'll drop Alabama later on the show. That's a teaser. Yeah, we do have that to discuss, and I have some more college football to discuss before we get. I mean, after we after the huddle, because there's some interesting scenarios getting played out already as we're halfway through the season, looking towards the college football playoff. So stay tuned for that. So let's 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 do this. Let's officially start the show. Let's huddle up. Have you skied yet? Oh, dude, so sick. It snowed. <laughs> it was so sick out there. You missed it, brah. You freaking oh, missed shoot. it. I live by the rules of three when it comes to uh when it comes to skiing. The third person to tell me that it's actually good and they didn't mm-hmm. hit anything, then I go. That's why you're still healthy. You you you've only had a shoulder injury from not skiing. I was not skiing Smart. when I did the shoulder. Smart. 
Um, yeah. All right. So the huddle is the good news of the week, the critical number of the week, something you are stuck on, your quote or question of the week. I'll kick it to you, Graham. What is your good news of the week? Well, while Alabama will suffer a two-game losing streak, the Virginia Cavaliers are on a two-game heater. All right. Uh, winning, winning by a combined three points at Miami, at Louisville. Uh, the cardiac who's? I don't, I don't know what to say. I mean, it's just it's almost as exciting and thrilling as March Madness of 2019. Um, and we've got a nice little getting off those two road games. We've got a nice little stretch of uh, home against Duke, home against Georgia Tech. At BYU, are you still going? And Notre Dame at home as well. BYU, I completely forgot during my move to ask off work. I don't care if I have to get off work on a Friday, drive down there, camp Saturday night somewhere in the desert, and then come back Sunday. I'm pretty sure I'm going to make that happen. That's commitment. I will, I'm going to look up that score. I mean, score time of day for you right now. TBD. But, um, yeah, how you feel? How you feel about the Who's? Four and two, uh, kind of getting by by the – the skin of their teeth, as they say. Yeah, so they're ten and a half point favorites uh, against Duke. I have not watched a second of Duke football. You know, blame me. Uh, Brendan Armstrong is shockingly high when it comes to QBR, uh, pass completions, um, yards per game, yards per pass. He's somewhere in that top ten, the top fifteen um, rank- rankings, and all that. And it just seems like he's mastered the offense. He's got the quirkiest left-handed throwing motion. And, mm-hmm. he, and we can't run the ball that well, but it's enough. And Bronco Mendenhall just makes teams adjust to his offense, which I think is to his advantage. He's not doing standard offensive plays. He's got something up his sleeve. And Brennan Armstrong looks comfortable in the offense. And and we're making plays. Like against Louisville, Virginia made a big-time play in a critical moment. And that's not Virginia football. And I was like, all right, here we go. That's nice. I don't know how to react. I don't know how to react to a Virginia fan where success happens. And and I've I've hung on for dear life as a Virginia fan all the time, but never have I made a what was it a twenty one point comeback, twenty eight point comeback on Saturday. Mm-hmm. That's got to be some kind of record. <laughs> uh, I think you'll. So you've got all right. Uh, there's there's still TBD on the time, which is weird. Um, it's a sat, it's a Saturday game. Uh, most of BYU's games around that game are 2.30, 2, and 3 p.m. So you're looking at me like a 2.30 game. So you could probably make it happen Saturday morning, too. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. We are busy at work, and my I just got distracted. I was I was moving. I was traveling, okay. and I got distracted. Moving and shaking like the Who's. Um, my good news. Are you, are you done? I didn't want to – I don't want to cut you off. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting out the toilet. I'm done. We are going international. Teton Sports Talk will be represented in the Paris Marathon by not only, excuse me, will be represented in the Paris Marathon by the one and only Jake Coleman. He's running the Paris Marathon. He's putting our name, I'm pretty sure he's putting our, his, our name on his chest, on his back, on his hat, and he's carrying a flag that says <laughs> Teton Sports Talk through the streets of Paris. So congratulations us. The French will love us. They'll love our sense of humor. They'll love our takes, especially on um, all, you know, what, what, what do we, I always like, it's like, I always have the same, the, we have like a sense of what we talk about the most. And then I always draw a blank. I'm like, what do we talk about the most? Virginia Foot, football? Football. We talk about yeah, football, football and the NBA. Football. So yeah. And the TST in this, in this, the streets of, the most romantic city on the world or the city of lights or whatever it's called. Yes. Right? I'm looking for, uh, so 
this is how it happened. Jake Coleman, loyal listener of the show, uh, donor to KHOL, asked asked his social media following, does anybody want me to write a name on their hat? I'm assuming he was looking for like a sponsorship or some money. And I was like, you just want to you want to shout out T-Dot Sports Talk? And he's like, it would be my honor. And I'm like, you're a pretty well-decorated war veteran. So I'm pretty stoked about that. That's awesome. What is that? Uh, it's this weekend. It might be happening. Oh, so weekend, right? If you're hearing us talk on Friday on KHOL, it he might you're be running. Future. He might be running in the streets of Paris at that point. So mm-hmm. look at the mm-hmm. results awesome. and, let, and let us know. Also, I have to brag on my wife Hillary uh, from last week. Yes, we that our last night in uh, before we moved, everything's out of the house. The cleaners are coming tomorrow. There is not a single thing in the house. And I get home. And I'm like, man, you know what would be super awesome is if there were a couple of beers in the fridge. And I open up the door, and lo and behold, there were two icy cold beers right there in the fridge. And I was like, my wife loves me, and she knows me, and I appreciate her. So shout out shout out to all the wives out there who know their husbands. And after a long day and three weeks of moving, two, two beers. She, wasn't, she was already asleep. It was late at night. And I was like, yeah, she gets it. She gets it. That's good. That's good. It sounds like y'all. It's good y'all are moving back in together again. <laughs> All right, your critical number of the week. <laughs> um, eighty-three and seventy-eight. Um, is that a record, or is that a kind of a span? It does kind of, of set when I say it like that. It's two scores. Is that combined scores of the Arkansas Ole Miss game and some other game, Oklahoma Texas game? No, these are the scores. That was pretty. That was pretty good, by the way. Not bad, not bad. We're we're st- we're sticking to the South here, but J.R. Smith, his opening round scores for his for his golf tourney, he debuted for North Carolina A and T, and was swift uh, quickly. I don't know if he missed the cut or not, but there's some a situation with hornets, a hornet's nest, and they chased him off the course. So. Um, the scores weren't great, but they're good. There's something I would definitely take. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to be a college golfer and shoot those scores, but it's funny to like see that he is uh, making good on his promise that he made. When was that? We talked about this in June or July. Yeah, it's freaking awesome. It was a while back. It's yeah. like, I mean, what more do you want? J.R. Smith got a golf scholarship at a HBC and was like, yeah, I've never heard of North Carolina A&T. So all the exposure that he wants to give that school, that's, that's freaking awesome. And lo and behold, he gets stung by a bunch of hornets. And guess what? We're talking about North Carolina a and I wonder, oh, is this an inside job? Did A&T plant the yellow jackets in the ground when he was getting stung? Oh, I like that. I like that idea. Um, no, what what a great – it's just good. It's just, a, it's just cool. All those athletes that jump to the pros – and some of them go back and finish college without playing a sport, right? Because they they lost their eligibility. Yeah. But to, for him to have the this the mindset of like, well, if I'm going to go back to college, I might as well do something fun while I'm there, and I'll just play golf. Yeah, hopefully there's more um, retired athletes who go back and take advantage of this and play kind of obscure or sports you wouldn't have thought they would have played. Yeah, and golf, it's not like it's unfair, you know. It's not like you can, as a basketball player, you can step on the golf course and be the dominant athlete, although you're probably the most athletic golfer out there. You're not going to be – 
it's not like LeBron James going back to college and, and playing like handball or something. You're like, okay, this isn't fair. Ooh, I'd watch that. I would, I would watch it now that I say it. But it would be like, well, that's unfair. Like you're LeBron James. But if you went back and played like, oh, what's a, 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 a cornhole, you'd be like, okay, I get it. Like this, this is more fair because it doesn't rely heavily on your like, athletic prowess. LeBron play, playing croquet at uh, Ohio State. <laughs> My critical number, 21. 21. Legal drinking age. Uh, Deion Sanders. Uh, it is a, it is a football player's number. Oh, it's a football player's number. Football player's number. Richard Sherman came back? Sean, no? Sean Taylor's number is getting retired on ah. three-day notice before they play the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend. I love – the Washington football team's tactics here. I mean, it not only did the you'll bring this up later, I'm sure. John Gruden's firing Oh, damage control. I get it now. Yeah, because yeah. his emails got leaked that from the from the investigation into Washington, their head athletic trainer is on administrative leave because the DEA raided his office on October 1st. More misconduct, <laughs> I'm assuming, is coming out. They're shrouded in all this controversy, and they're like, you know what we should do? Let's retire some numbers. That'll bring us some good. That'll bring us some good yes. uh, will yeah. for the people. And people are like, are you kidding me? Are you Dan Snyder? Are you kidding me? I just love it. Yeah. I love everything about this. Yeah, the timing of it. Do we look dumb? Um, that's. I mean, that's. I mean, I, I didn't know Sean Taylor's number wasn't retired. I mean, that's just. I guess it's. There's a silver lining with, you know, the actions are to clean up a mess, but ends up being a good thing. I guess is the 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 positive part of it. But they they it's they could they be more obvious in what they're trying to do here. That's I, pretty pretty ridiculous. I mean, their smoke and mirror game needs to be better. Like they need to call the Patriots organization with with craft and be like. Hey, so when bad things happen, how do you handle it? It's, and Robert Kraft's like, I hire lawyers. And Washington's like, oh, oh, right, right, right. But, like, the Patriots the- have been in controversy. There's plenty of teams that have had their black eyes, and the Washington football team just falls over themselves trying to fix these things. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, I guess it was, it was him and uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, not Bruce Arians. Don't want to say names associated with John Gruden. Sorry, Bruce Arians. Um, but Apologies. the ex-GM of Washington who had the leaked emails from John Gruden. Because I was trying to remember because Jay Gruden was the coach there too. And I was trying to remember like where the source of all this was. And I like I'm like drawing a blank completely. Me too. I I do know that Washington, the Washington football team has a laundry list of like dominant head coaches that once upon a time was on their sideline, like Mike Shanahan and Sean McVay and some other, yeah. some other like really good names. Um, give me your stuck on for the week. Uh, oh, mine is. Well, we still get, we, I, I threw baseball on because it's a double ball night, which is nice. We got the Eagles playing. The Eagles are hosting the Bucks. Uh, halftime's over. Boston and Houston are unfortunately two fan bases that are moving on to the ALCS and one mm. inch closer to the World Series. And then on the other side, we got Atlanta. You got to like Atlanta now. Atlanta's had a good. Um, they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals with the Hawks, mm-hmm. and they're having a little bit of a turnaround. And then you have L.A. and San Francisco. They'll obviously have a winner uh, by the end of this evening. So we'll have to either make a prediction later in the show or just, um, you know, let let the stars let the stars figure it out. You're stuck on his baseball pl- baseball being played, baseball playoffs. No, 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 no. no sorry, but 
I digress. It was Boston and Houston. The fan base is being rewarded something going to the LCS. Oh, um, for some reason, Boston does, doesn't bother me. The because Tom Brady's gone? The bo- maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Watching Bill Belichick fail for, for a year plus now, you're like, all right, whatever. <laughs> I don't really hate you as much. Yeah, Apparently, it was, all, it was all Tom Brady. Tom Brady's throwing the longest passes he's ever thrown in his career. Um, he doesn't look like he's slowing down at all. And then the Boston Red Sox have been cursed for so long. I mean, who wasn't cheering for Boston when they're down 3-0 against the Yankees? Like, the, it was the world versus the Yankees that's that series. So, like, I have no bad blood towards Boston. Houston, on the other hand, yikes. I can't – it's so funny. Someone accused him of stealing signs again, right? And the, uh, and the GM mm-hmm. was like, dude, are you serious? Like, right now? Like, you think we're stealing signs right now? Um. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's a good point. I mean, I definitely – so I went to the first World Series that Boston uh, won against the Cardinals. Very fun experience. It was 04. They had, you know, they had the curse forever. And it had been, like, a huge weight out their shoulders. For the fan base, this was kind of, like, back when Tom Brady only had one or two Super Bowls. So they were kind of still cute, yeah. you know, back yeah. then. So it's, it's, it is it is like a million years ago before you kind of start to get Boston's fan base. And I guess you're you're kind of right that like we're we're in a new a new uh, era with like there's no there's no Tom Brady and Bill Belichick together just like always going to every other Super Bowl. Yeah. The Celtics kind of the Celtics are kind of mediocre. And they're a mess the Bruins, right now. The, yeah, the Bruins play hockey. Who cares? Um, so it's kind of just one of those things where I guess Boston's fan base doesn't bother me as much. I should have I should have honed in on Houston making four straight ALCSs. And I don't want them to ever validate what they did by being successful enough outside of trash can gate. Okay. So that's where I probably, you're right. You, you, you did a good job cleaning up my stock a little bit. Cause I was a little, I was a little all over the place to be honest with you. <laughs> I was, I was trying to sort that out. I think the listeners appreciate it as well. My stuck on no one forget besides the John Gruden controversy. Do not let it overshadow urban Meyer. Cause if you're not paying attention to urban Meyer right now, you are, losing out on some grade a entertainment his press conference after their loss was so pathetic he was like we're desperate for a win we're desperate for our offense to get going desperate 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 you're like i think if you had a counter or like some sort of graphic that went ding every time his the word desperate came out of his mouth his mouth he'd be like ding 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 ding, ding. it would be ab- absurd and his quarterback trevor lawrence who i've never liked I'm starting to come around on him because he's composed. He's like, yeah, you know, we'll trust the process, probably win some games this year. Don't worry. Like, we'll get it going. And just, like, answering media questions like a complete pro because he's had more practice at it than Urban Meyer. He's, he's sat in front of a camera for four years. Urban Meyer has, has been in complete control of everything he's ever done. And now that the media is going after him, after all the this, the the controversy came out, it's hilarious. Like, they're like, I mean, what what else did did? They're like completely contradictory of each other. Like Urban Meyer was questioned on, on like the offensive strategy, and he would lie about it. And Trevor Lawrence was giving him giving him the exact opposite answer. It's like Urban Meyer, you're you're lying. You're just lying to the press. Are you like, what is your problem? Like we're we're gonna find this out, and we have eyeballs. It's like no, we're gonna focus on the run game. And Trevor Lawrence is like. Yeah, you know, like he's starting to trust me more as a quarterback. It's like what, like what? What is what is going on? I I just don't understand it. Do yourself a favor. Watch the Urban Meyer press conference in London. 
uh, Sunday morning when they lose to the who are they playing? Miami. Oh, that's gonna be a barn burner. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Catwoman. It was in the Catwoman tier. I was like, I wrote down Jacksonville for some reason this week. Um, so you're talking about the press conference after the Titans game last week? I think Is that so. when this happened. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see this. Um, I like that the contradiction is great. Sounds like Kyrie Irving. Um, it's good to see them not being on the same page. Urban Meyer continues to, yeah, baffle the mind that um, I guess are we just we're just moving on. We're just moving onward. And I really wish we had whatever happened to that intern that you were talking to because we we would have a production crew that could make your little ding montage of Urban Meyer saying desperation or desperate. Um, he's around. I'm sure. <laughs> I think he's around. We need an yeah, intern volunteer. If you're if you're in production over uh, and you like to work for Ooh. free and long hours, we need you. Yeah, you still are you still at home doing doing Zoom school? Yeah, want, I know. A, want, a, want a side hustle? Yeah, that doesn't pay. Uh, I have a bunch of expired Pinky G's free pizzas from Graham that uh, oh, I'll, I'll slide you under the table. It's better than Bitcoin. Better than gold. What is your quote slash question of the week? Uh, this one's this one's an old an old quote from uh, a departed coach. Okay. You never stay the same. You either get better or you get worse. John Gruden. Oh, departed. I thought you meant like heavenly departed. He's 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 well, departed. Well. Okay. I mean, what's going to be sad is that we're going to get we're not going to get the sound bites that John Gruden has. I mean, he clearly um, he clearly messed up. He was using. Racial slurs, uh, homophobic, homophobic, homophobic phrases. Um, I think one of his, I think what probably put the the nail in the coffin was he uh, was blasphemous to uh, Fjord Goodell, and mm-hmm. Goodell was like, "Won't, won't stand for it." And it, yeah, I right. It was. Um... It was a lot of it was a lot of bad emails that came out and obviously came to bite him in the ass. Um, you know, there's parts of there's parts of the of the world where the you if you look back at every he he's, he was an adult at least he was a coach a leader of men when he did these things versus yeah. like a kid who's getting canceled because on Twitter he wrote like the bad f word when he was 17 years old. Right. You know, I mean, it's still stupid, but um, yeah, I think the the thing against Gruden is like how he was coaching men and coaching, you know, um, he had a very, you know, openly gay player on the Raiders and he has, you know, coach black men. And it's like, that's the part where it obviously is a little more polarizing. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bummer in a way that like, there's no privacy anymore, but sometimes, you know, cream needs to rise to the, or not cream, poo poo cream needs to rise to the top. If you're, you if you're stirring exposed. poop, <laughs> you stirring poop, you yeah. need to figure out which one is the worst. Okay. Yeah. All right. Great be... metaphor there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I follow. No, no, I completely understand oh, what you're saying. It is unacceptable for a man who is a that public and a leader of men who are everything that he was slurring. All his slurs were referring to the people that he was trying to lead. Um, not directly, but. I mean, the email was 10 years ago, so obviously no one on his current team were, were was playing in the NFL, But or maybe they were. I don't know. Are any of those 10-year vets? They might have been. Anyway, point being is you can't do that. That's against the rules. So, John Gruden, you're, you're, not, you're not allowed 
you're not allowed in and you're not allowed back. So hit hit the road and don't. But do not let this overshadow Urban Meyer. John Gruden, I need you out of the spotlight. I need Urban Meyer back in. His career ran out of lifespan. Um, I have I have one uh, question of the week, and I, I don't think we need to talk about this very long. Uh, Geno Smith is still playing football. Yeah, new uh, starter for the Seahawks. Yeah, Russell Wilson benched. benched. I, I thought when he got punched in the face for owing a gambling debt, um, that was it. That was like hang it up. That's all you. That's all wow, you get, uh, Geno Smith. That was just your Jets drama. That's a, that's a long time ago, Massey. Now he's on a playoff contender. All right, so here here is my quote of the week. Don't believe that I'm retiring. Kyrie Irving. Oh, oh gotcha. Kyrie. Kyrie is such an interesting cat. I I don't under I, I do understand the argument, right? I understand the whole vax versus anti vax argument, mandating vaccines versus volunteering for a vaccine. I get all of that. I understand it. I don't what what part I don't understand is is this a six million dollar decision? Is this a ten million dollar decision? He was set to make a hundred and sixty bucks for a contract hundred and sixty million bucks for a contract distinction. Like let's just call it that. This is a hundred and fifty million dollar decision for Kyrie. And that part Yeah, and that part, that part of my brain, I'm like, there's a lot. You cannot drift a lot of things past me and say, if you do this, you'll get $200 million. I'll be like, all right, go ahead. Take take my take my finger. Is that a $200 million <laughs> finger? Just take it with you. It's going to be yeah, and, uh, 250 for the thumb, but, you know, a man's got to have a code. Fair enough. I mean, I, yeah, and I understand principles, but I feel like Kyrie is just not – he doesn't – he contradicts himself as – I said earlier, and it's just he doesn't really always seem to have a clear message or he actually does the research. He just kind of like I feel like he's just kind of like when he was trolling about the world being flat or he wasn't or he believes that um, it's like he just kind of wants to be a martyr and just kind of make something out of nothing. It's like one thing to have a you know a morality issue with putting a needle in your arm and being a, a sheep and having an issue with mandates, et cetera. But it doesn't seem like he actually believes in his. Uh, his stance as much as he should because he doesn't really back it up with anything except like that's that's how I feel and um, yeah it's just it's just weird and like yeah the Nets have the chance to be the best team in the NBA um, we're a sports show I know that's like second to somebody's beliefs but at the same time eh, you know we're in we're why do we watch these games I mean we love the man versus drama but. We want to see the Nets play. It, it's it is it Kyrie's. It seemed like he took this as an opportunity to get more attention for things other than basketball, and he doesn't yeah, seem like exactly. he seems like a guy that's really stinking good at basketball, and he clearly dedicates himself to that craft. But he doesn't seem like this is a. It yeah, you're, it's a little inauthentic. If it feels a little inauthentic to me and maybe I'm wrong and maybe we're both wrong, but it just doesn't seem like he wants to play basketball that much. Like he's kind of taking it for granted. I'm not someone to sit here and be like, if you don't want to play basketball, then just say you don't want to play basketball. If you don't want to play for the nets, just be like, yo, I don't want to play for the nets. So he's always had this shroud of, um, 
oddness around him, like the flat earther thing or that the way he left, left Boston or his play for Duke or playing or not. He didn't even play for Duke. He played like three games really for Duke. So that's another, yeah. like looking in retrospect, that's probably another thing that we could have pointed at with our finger and been like, what is this all about? What is the, his exit out of Boston, how he handled LeBron James coming to his team. It took him what Ooh. a year to figure out that yeah. like LeBron James was going to be the guy in Cleveland. LeBron James is from Cleveland. He is like, he is Cleveland. So why, like, how do you have this issue in your head when the, one of the greatest of all time walks into the building, arguably the greatest of all time and says, Hey, do you mind if I take over for a little bit? Do you want to win some championships with me? Like he's such an odd guy and this is an odd decision and it's a $150 million decision. And I got the vaccine for free and no one gave me anything and I should have held out until they were like, I gave you a high, I gave you a high five. You got a sticker said I got vaccinated, right? The, what, I like you. Krispy Kreme was handing out donuts. Back. I would have taken a donut. I, I like that you dug up a 2010 controversy of was Kyrie really injured at Duke? Yeah. Like great. it's just, yeah. it's just weird. It's uh, Kyrie not, yeah. don't know what to stand up no, for your beliefs, good. man. I, I get we it, should, but whatever. We should get, we should get Todd to research a little bit more about Kyrie's injury in 2010 or whenever he played for Duke. 11, and, 10, 9, I can't remember, 09. And for all the potential interns out there, uh, Todd, we can replace Todd in a heartbeat. So just uh, yes. just just contact us. DM, us. DM us on Instagram at Teton Sports Talk. Graham, he, will, he will forcefully resign like John Gruden, and the next day it's your job. Yeah, I'll, I'll kick him out the door so fast. He's not even here yet. Um, all right, Graham, we got to talk college football. Yes, sir. Um, and if the, if you're a first time listener, Graham and I pick four teams, uh, waiver wire style draft. We have a snake draft style. We'll go back and forth. Uh, each, each week is waiver wire. I am number two this week. Is that right? Uh, that wait, so you picked up, last I picked week. up Iowa last week and Cincinnati. No, no, no. You've had Iowa for a few weeks now. Don't don't be so modest. You've had Iowa for a while. Oh, okay. Um, I picked up Cincinnati's last week, and I did that first. Was that last week? Okay, cool. And then I picked up Michigan. It's your turn. So you're dropping Alabama for who? So Auburn? I'm gonna I'm gonna so I'm first this week. All right. I don't know how the waiver wire works. I've only been playing fantasy football you are for first. ten you're years. First. You're first. You're, All right, I'll take you it. You pick Cincinnati. You pick Cincinnati, and then I said. Mm, I could I could wait and see for next week, but I went ahead and jumped on the Harbaugh train. Okay, so here, are my, one does. here, here are my four teams, and here are Graham's four teams. Mine is Bama, Ohio State, Cincinnati, and Iowa. Graham is Oklahoma, Georgia, Michigan, and Penn State. Bama lost. I think there is definitely a, there's there's an obvious path for Alabama to get the national championship. Yeah. They have to beat Georgia in the SEC championship. Two loss Alabama is not going. They looked vulnerable on Saturday. I'm not sure they make it to the SEC championship without a second loss the way they played on Saturday. Um, I'm still going to keep them. Ohio State is heating up. C.J. Stroud is electric right now. Ten touchdowns, zero interceptions his last two games. Ohio State looks like they're getting back to their old ways of just bombing it down the field and beating people by 60 points. Cincinnati, this is my biggest hang-up. I'll get back to it. Iowa, I'm going to keep Iowa. They beat Penn State. Penn State, Sean mm-hmm. Clifford got hurt. You know where their backup QB is now? Who's? Uh, Iowa's? 
Yeah, I no, no, no. Penn State. Sean Clifford for Penn State got hurt. He went out of the game. The backup came in. They looked pretty stagnant. Got the game cl- close within three points. But he is down at Kentucky at 6-0 Kentucky. Uh, oh. Oh, I thought I wrote we're his talking, name we're down. Talking, we're, talking tra- we're talking transfer portal. Penn yeah, State Will Kentucky. Levis was the backup at Penn State, transferred to Kentucky. They're now 6-0. Things are not setting up well for Cincinnati. I think the Bama loss and the Ohio State being one loss and then being just outside the top four will hurt Cincinnati as Bama and Ohio State get further into the Big Ten play. Big Ten East is great. SEC West is great. They will play bigger opponents and have more signature wins than Cincinnati has on their schedule. Indiana, who they beat, who we thought was going to be one of the their important games, that doesn't look that important anymore. Notre Dame, beating Notre Dame at Notre Dame is visually great. It's Cincinnati's biggest win, but that doesn't look like that's Ooh. that's not polishing off well or finishing off well. So I think Cincinnati, un, an undefeated Cincinnati, might get jumped by some of these one-loss teams that are below them now. I'm going to stay as is, but let me ask you, let me ask you, Graham, Mm -hmm. out of these one-loss teams, different scenarios, a one-loss Georgia, they they lose in the SEC championship, a one-loss Alabama that wins the SEC championship, a one-loss Iowa (laughs) who loses the Big Ten championship. Maybe. A one-loss Ohio State, who's Big Ten champs. Mm. A one-loss Penn State, who are Big Ten champs. I don't think Cincinnati gets any over them. But I think where we draw the line is a one-loss Oregon, who's a Pac-12 champ. I think they might not, Oregon might not jump Cincinnati then. But all those scenarios in my brain has Cincinnati on the outside looking in. Ooh, it's a lot to take in. Uh, I'll just start. We'll start from the beginning there. Oregon is done. Pac-12 is done. We can bury them. The Pac-12 North, Pac-12 in general is garbage. Uh, the North at least is Washington's been terrible. Utah's terrible. Colorado's terrible. Uh, Washington State's all, all, always terrible. Oregon State's always terrible. Um, there's nothing there. There's nothing there to like really boost their record. I don't. Arizona really State is kind of becoming relevant. Yeah, I, Pac-12, Pac-12 championship game. I, I just don't think it's there, especially if I mean all these teams in the, in the ahead of them right now. Oklahoma would have to lose probably twice. Penn, all these big Big Ten teams have to lose twice, etc. Um, Cincinnati. I just thought of something really funny: is UVA might might carry Cincinnati's faith in their hand if they beat Notre Dame at home. That Notre Dame loss, <laughs> that Notre Dame win. Yeah, it looks like it looks like trash. So that's a big that's a big one there. If so, Notre Dame loses uh, to Virginia, I, if Notre Dame loses to Virginia, wipe that Notre Cincinnati Notre Dame win off he, the board. Not yeah, important like anymore. Name, Abby Gilmore's name is getting it's slipping on the leaderboard. Yeah, just going. Oh, oh. Uh, Cincinnati still got UCF, Navy, and Tulane. Ooh, it's quite a it's quite a slate. Uh, Ohio State, uh, they still have Michigan State at home at Michigan. And Auburn pretty much just has, well, I mean, Arkansas at home, I guess that's cute. But they have the at-Auburn game for the Iron Bowl later on near Thanksgiving. Um, I've got, I guess with with your hypothetical situation, which teams would get in? Um, Ohio State as a one-loss Big Ten champion, yes. Georgia as a one-loss Big Ten 
Sorry, uh, SEC champion, champion runner up. They're still in. Yeah. Uh, Alabama's the champions in in the SEC championship, and then the Cincinnati Iowa. Iowa's a loser in the Big Ten. I don't know. I'm kind of thinking. You know, last week I said I think it's going to be a double Big Ten year. You said it might be a double SEC year. A week before that, maybe it's just two and two this year. Maybe it's two SEC, two Big Ten. I can I'm, see that happening. I can definitely. I can easily, easily see that happening. OU, OU looks like a. I mean, they obviously they put Caleb Williams in probably for the rest of the season since Spencer Rattler went and hung out at the Texas Fair after he got benched like a little baby. I saw, that was so bad. That was so bad. Spencer <laughs> Rattler team just came back from three touchdown deficit to beat their rivals. And he's not even listed as a student at Oklahoma right now. If you search the student, uh, the student database at Oklahoma, he's not even listed as one. So did he walk he's out already in the portal? He's already he, in the portal? I think that he's probably already in the portal. Honestly, I think this uh, kid is a drama queen. Loves ooh, it. Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer and Spencer Rattler hook up in, at USC next year. I like this. I like, this story. Um, <laughs> I like everything about that. Oh God, what a, what a more could you imagine a more hateable situation situation than that? Oh <laughs> so man! So I've got all right. So I've got Georgia. Georgia's playing Kentucky this week at Florida. So kind of a big back to back for them. Uh, OU's hosting TCU at Kansas uh, versus the Red Raiders. Nothing really. I mean, those are you know two of those are decent teams, but they're both at home. I'm going to keep them. Penn State is where things get a little weird. They lost to Iowa. Uh, Iowa fans saying they smelled a rat. There was some faking some injuries at the end of the game. Uh, mm. I like this I like this new Penn State-Iowa rivalry. Didn't know it existed. Super pumped. Um, Penn State uh, hosting Illinois at Ohio State at Maryland. The at Ohio State scares me enough because Ohio State's on the uptick. I'm going to keep Michigan. They have Northwestern at Michigan State versus uh, Indy. I'm going to drop Penn State, and I'm going to go like you did once, all all in on Iowa. I'm going all in on the state of Michigan. Michigan State, Spartans at Indiana. They host Michigan. That gives me a, he- a, a bet hedger. Uh, and then Michigan State will play at Ohio State. So and Michigan will host Ohio State. So I'm just trying to like I'm just, I got to play the game now. I got to play yeah, this game. I told you the very beginning that you were that you were going to be chasing this for a long time. Michigan, I still for, I, there's five Big Ten teams in the top ten. The Big Ten East is the most interesting conference right now in college football. Michigan State, Kenneth Walker, Heisman Trophy favorite right now. When is the last time Michigan State had a like the 1960s, 70s, Michigan State had a Heisman candidate. But I mean, Kirk, no, Kirk Cousins wasn't that good. Hunter Cook wasn't that good. Did Kirk Le'Veon Cousins or Bell? Hunter Cook get blanked in the college football playoff? Le'Veon Bell, did he was was he that good in college? Anyway, yeah, I, that's that's wild to think Michigan State has a Heisman Trophy candidate after I thought they started like the year of like in the top 40, maybe if that. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I think this year for the Heisman is it's not a quarterback year. Unless Bryce Young wins the SEC championship, there's I don't think a quarterback is going going to win it. I think it's between him and uh, Texas's running back, whom I'm blanking on, Bijan Robinson. That'd be that'd be a crazy yeah that'd be a crazy fact because last year Devonta Smith won it. Obviously, the first time in a billion years that it hasn't been back to back quarterbacks, probably since like maybe Notre Dame in the 1920s, like back to back offensive linemen or something stupid like that. Yeah, it could be Georgia's defensive line, the entire defensive line. It's like, well, 
Oh, like could, none of your like none that. of your offensive players are good enough. So you three in the back, or you four in the back, you're the whole Georgia defensive line. Get up here. You're the Heisman Trophy winners this year. Um, yeah, just put put Uga put Uga on stage. Put yeah. Uga, you know, <laughs> yeah. Just growling. But yeah. Okay. We got time. We got time for the NFL slate. We had a lot of catch up in college football last week. Um, you you sit. I sit with Bama, Ohio State, Cincinnati, Iowa. You stayed with Oklahoma, Georgia, and Michigan, and dropped Penn State, and are hedging Michigan State. It's a tough. It's a tough world to be in. I did not write down a single thing for the NFL, so you're going to see me take these notes and throw them down. The Saints have a bye. There, uh, I'm, I'm feeling relaxed going into Sunday. I have nothing on the line. It feels it feels pretty good, honestly, after an emotional roller coaster that was last Saturday. So give me your tears, and I'm just gonna gut gut at, react to what you have on your NFL slate. Okay, dark night, dark night tier. Couldn't find that much, so I literally just decided let's pick apart Chargers at Baltimore Ravens. The chart, the one. This is this is electric. Herbert is electric. He grew his hair back out. He doesn't look like a schoolboy anymore. He is, he's got to be the best sophomore in, by sophomore, I mean second year quarterback in the league. Can't think of anybody. He might be the best quarterback in the league. Well, Josh Allen. Um, production Dak. was, uh, I, Dak is quietly putting together a very good season. Um, head to head, head to head. I mean, how many points did he score last week against the Browns? 47? He hit the, I'm pretty sure he hit the over by himself. Yeah, that was a wild, that was a wild uh, comeback with him and Eckler just just putting up points. Um, and on the other Mike side, Williams. Lamar Jackson threw for a billion yards on Monday Night Football. So it was, it's very interesting to, for him to come along as a as a passer. I think it really helps when his receivers catch the ball. I think that probably is going to help your QBR yeah. if Marquise Brown yeah. actually reels in a couple of passes. So <laughs> uh, I still like Herbert. Where are they playing? Where or when? Where? They're playing at Baltimore, and I'm trying to remember if this is a Sunday night game. I feel like it's – no, it's not a Sunday night game. It's a Sunday night game I was not too thrilled about. Uh, this is, I think, like a um, middle, of the, middle of the afternoon. No, a noon game. So 11, a, 11 a.m. in Keaton Sports World. But, okay. Yeah, I think this will be it's – pretty, it's pretty cool. Both, yeah, but it's a good point you made. Both teams are coming off crazy-ass comebacks against uh, Baltimore beating Indianapolis – with a huge fourth quarter overtime win and um, the Chargers beating the Browns at home uh, after it felt like the Browns have done the same thing twice this year. They had the Chiefs on the ropes at Kansas City and then they did it again and just like, I don't know why this defense looks so stellar and then it just gets leaky and leaky in the second half. Like I thought the Browns, the Browns could easily be undefeated or have one loss instead they're three and two. So. All right. The Ravens are favored by three. I think the Chargers cover. Yeah, I feel like the Ravens, they're a little the, – the, I'm still thinking about that Lions barely doinking it, you know, um, Tucker barely making that field goal to even beat the Lions. So I'm thinking the okay. Ravens have been a little lucky, a little lucky so far. It's so funny how yeah, it's funny how one play in our brain during the season will stick out. Like you're, you're going to mention the Ravens and on week 10, you're like, well, they almost lost the lions. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then our, my brain will be like, you're right. You're right. The Ravens are probably in trouble. All yeah, right. And I'll say the charges, the charges are pretty good because the Cowboys now they're, 
we're going to December. They're sixteen and one. Mm-hmm. We'll just you know think ahead. Think, think you know look look ahead there. And I'll be like, well, the Chargers are pretty good because the Cowboys beat them. <laughs> Do the same thing. Yeah. All right, what else you got? Uh, for Batman Returns, I've got Buffalo at Tennessee Monday night game. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. Buffalo coming off a huge statement win at Arrowhead against the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes. Tennessee taking care of business in the AFC South. Obviously a trash division. Maybe the worst division now. Maybe it's maybe it's worse than the Yeah. I did I did bring this up when we were doing predictions. It could be worse than the NFC East this year. Um but the NFC East has way, one good team and this 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 division has zero good teams. I don't know what to think about the Tennessee yeah, Titans. Half a good team. They're three and two. The Buffalo Bills are favored by five and a half. I think that's a little low. I think the Buffalo Bills smoke these guys. Derrick Henry is playing well, and it's October. So I'm like, wait a minute, why, why is Derrick Henry playing well? I don't under, I don't understand why he's doing so well. It's not December yet. He usually waits till December to become an absolute monster. Um, I I see that um, Julio Jones is 50-50 to play. He's he's back practicing. But it just seems like Tennessee's defense is not quite as strong as as we initially thought. So the Titans bamboozle me. I think the Buffalo Bills win this, and I think they I think they cover as well. Yeah, I like that. Uh, next one up: Arizona at Cleveland. Uh, if Cleveland would have won that game against the Chargers last week, this would be in the Dark Knight Rises category. I only put this one in Batman Returns because Cleveland is three and two. Arizona on the road; they've already been tested. Uh, they are the only team to beat the Rams so far, I think, and they also dropped a forty burger on Tennessee in Week One. So Arizona looks like they look pretty amazing right now, and it's a Kyler versus Baker OU Heisman rivalry oh, right. matchup. It's just a little more, a little more fun storyline to add to this one. I think this will be a good game. Uh, I feel like this is. I think Arizona. I, I'm going to pull. I'm going to go with Cleveland on this one. Cleveland's going to. They're not going to be leaky in the fourth quarter. They're going to have a lead, and they're going to win this one. They got they got to get this right. They cannot be three and three. And I still feel like they're the best team in that division. Me, me too. Baker Mayfield is. I'm I'm looking at his stats now. He only has four touchdowns in the year, which surprised me. To Kyler Murray's not ten. Um, um, I just yeah, I'm I'm with you there. But for some reason, I think the oh, you know what, you know what it is. I think Kyler Murray's just a little banged up which we see that he does not play quite as well. I mean, no player does unless you're Tom Brady. But um, you saw how much his injury affected him last year. Yeah, I'm, wondering, yeah. I'm wondering to know if Kyler Murray is 100%. If that, if that is if he's not, I like the Browns. But I, I'll, pick, I'll go ahead and be definitive. I like the Cardinals in this one. All right, all right. I like it. I mean, yeah, they gotta, they're going to have to contain it. If, if Miles, Garrett, and uh, the clown man can do it. Uh, Packers at Bears, Justin Fields hosting Aaron Rodgers, and th- yeah, this is like you know, this is a, both these teams went to the playoffs last year. It's 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 not such a bad matchup. The Bears look like garbage to start, but now they got they got something a little cooking. They beat they took care of the Raiders. Um, I think they probably no, they didn't no, they didn't shut them out. They like it was like twenty to seven. Anyway, yeah, uh, the Bears have a little something cooking, so I like them to keep this one close at home. Okay, Packers are favored by five. For whatever reason, I cannot pick. It just seems like every time Aaron Rodgers has the time to throw the ball over 30 yards, it just lands in Devontae's hands. And it's like, oh, here we go again. And I just, mm-hmm. 
I don't know if the Bears' offense can keep the defense off the field long enough. The Bears' defense is good, but Aaron Rodgers just has has it out for the Bears. He's simply put, just is like if I don't if I lose every single game, or if I go into the season, I'm winning and only win two games. Both of them are going to be against the Bears. Yeah, so I watched uh, the end of the Cincinnati Packers game where there was like five or six missed field goals. I'm thinking kind of the same thing. Uh, Mason Crosby gets up, misses two, beats the Bears by three three or two at the end of the game. But I think this will be closer. Uh, but that was wild. It was funny to see AM, the kicker, be a hero the next day, watch that game and see back and forth Cincinnati and Green Bay not be able to capitalize on any field goals. Then finally won one. Went through the uprights. It was very – there was like 12 missed PATs on Sunday. <laughs> I think Jupiter was in retrograde. Um, oh. And, and – Don't the, get me started. The gravity the gravity was off. The, all the kickers were cycling at the same time. All right, what else you got? Uh, Dallas at New England. Uh, so, got them. I got them in the Batman Returns category. Dallas on the road. Um, yeah, Patriots are two and three. Mac Jones being a pretty pretty good rookie leader. Dak versus Dak versus Bill Belichick. I like this one to be close. I'm a little nervous because of Belichick, but I do like the Cowboys to win on the road here. Just looking over uh, the the Pats wins and losses, they beat Washington, Philadelphia, New York, lost to the Dolphins, beat the Jets, mm-hmm. lost to the Saints barely lost the Buccaneers. That was a wacky game in the rain and then barely beat yeah. the Texans. I really don't I really think that against the de- the way the Cowboys defense is playing, I don't think Mac Jones has much of a chance to win this game. I think I think the Cowboys roll. No, thanks man. I like that. Yeah, Trevon Diggs playing really well and looking forward to getting DeMarcus uh Lawrence back at some point. But yeah, I'm I'm impressed with the Cowboys with Wait, Dan Trayvon Flynn Diggs doesn't he have like 9 interceptions? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Alabama, what a steal from Alabama. Um, really excited about what Dan Quinn has done after getting fired by the Falcons and turning this defense around, going back to his roots as defensive coordinator. Uh, last one I had for this tier was Vegas at Denver. Uh, going to be interesting to see how Vegas rebounds. This is kind of like a, will one of these teams be a wild card? And it, I know it's early on, it's only week six, but could this be a game that kind of says are the are is Vegas going to be a wild card team or is Denver going to be a wild card team? I do like the Broncos at home because I think Vegas is just going to turn into a tailspin for the rest of the season. I I I think you're right with Vegas turning into a tailspin, but I feel like there is evidence, and maybe this is my dumb brain, but Ooh. when an interim head coach takes takes the wheel, they win that first game. They get hyped up enough. Okay. The team can get hyped up enough for that one game. And I think Vegas wins this game only because it's like the win one for the skipper kind of deal. Yeah. Let's see. Vegas Raiders interim coach Rick Basakia. That's Rick, pro- Rick. Basakia. Never heard of him. I no, was thinking no. it would have been somebody like uh like Wade Phillips is just over there on the sideline, like, oh, oh, oh gee, gee Willikers, I get to coach again. <laughs> um <laughs> So yeah, I like uh okay, we're on we're on other sides of this one. But I think this one's like if yeah, one of these AFC West teams, AFC West has been pretty great. Uh Catwoman tier, I got Miami at Jacksonville. Not much to say there. Hopefully Urban Meyer loses another one. Miami uh, at Jacksonville in London. I love how I love how Jacksonville is considered the home team in London. They play over there so much. <laughs> 
yeah, pretty much. Like if there's people just walk around with Jacksonville gear, it's like oh they're, my they're God. dressed up like, like cats, and and all the soccer hooligans are like, "What the hell is that? Is this a Tottenham?" Oh, uh, who knows? Anyway, um, is Tua playing, or is he not back yet? He's still got some time off. <laughs> uh, um, I think I think he's hopeful. Cares? Yeah. Houston at uh, Catwoman tier number two. Houston at Indianapolis. Uh, it is Tottenham. It's in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, baby. Nice. They're killing it over there with the marketing. Uh, Houston. We got Deshaun Watson laughing at John Gruden as he exits, thinking, "Up, oh, it's not so bad. I don't look so bad these days." Yeah, you do. Uh, yeah, you do, Deshaun. You look bad. <laughs> you look really, really bad. Maybe just for one day, Massey. Um, Indianapolis. These teams are both one and four, one and five. I don't know. Who cares? Uh, Carson Wentz and yeah, Colts went at home. Last one I put in here just to kind of troll because I knew you would enjoy Geno Smith on the road at Pittsburgh. Will Big Ben make this game or will this turn into Geno Smith versus Marcus Mason Rudolph? And it's kind of, I just wanted to put Seattle at Pittsburgh as a bottom tier football game because it usually is not. I, yeah, that is, it is funny. I, I like, I'll take the Seahawks because I just don't believe that the Pittsburgh Steelers can move the ball. They just can't move how'd it. How'd they beat the Bills? I know the week one is like preseason game four or five, but yeah, I still can't believe they beat those. They beat the Bills week one. It don't make no sense. It, it doesn't. And, uh, and Big Ben, this is his fight. I mean, if you looked at, if you did a body scan of Big Ben, every single joint in his body is inflamed. You could just see it would be like yeah. his body would be pulsing red. And like, here's all Big Ben's injuries. All 10 fingers, all 10 toes, both ankles, both knees, both elbows, both shoulders, neck, head, spine. And I'm pretty sure he'll let you know about it, too. Oh, yeah. No, no. That's uh, maybe I should take that back. Maybe, maybe <laughs> according to Big Ben, he would he would give you the picture of his body skating. Like, this is this is whole body. Like, where does it hurt? He would just circle the entire thing and be like, yeah, I'm injured. Uh, yeah. I'm a hero. I feel bad for Najee Harris. He's such a talent. He's getting wasted up there in Pittsburgh. That dude rocks. Sports fans, that is all the time we have. Download the podcast. Look us up. We're on Spotify. We're on Amazon. We're on wherever you can find your podcast. iPodcast, Catcher, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one too. Uh, uh, what do we got? Uh, SoundCloud, uh, Amazon. I don't know if Amazon got back to me. Damn it, Bezos, you bald prick. I'll, he's, I'll he, figure that out. Yeah. Until next time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He is too busy flying off into space to pay attention to us. Can you believe that? <laughs> all right, guys. That's it. And that is all. <laughs>